What's up, girlfriend? Welcome back to this week's episode of Confident Like a Mother. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled that you're here. If you're a new listener, I love it so much. And if you are a regular, I also love it even more. And welcome back. This week, I'm going to talk all about asking for help because I feel like it's something as women, especially as moms, that we could all work on a little bit, myself included. And I'll let you know at the end of this episode as to something that I am working on very hard right now, in particular when it comes to asking for help. I've entered this new phase in my life where I'm starting to think about asking for help in a way that is connected to my power because so often, I guess really the biggest reason as to why we don't ask for help is because we associate it with like a fear of thinking that other people will have thoughts about us that we can't complete a task or that we can't do it on our own or that we're weak and not good enough, but really that's not the case. And in fact, not only is it okay to ask for help, but rather I've seen or I'm learning right now that the people that are the most strong are the ones who are better connected or better able to connect with their support system and go ahead and be direct and ask for that help. And in this episode, I'll share a little bit of the research as to why we are so uncomfortable asking for help. And then I'm gonna share four things that you can do, like four tools you can put in your toolbox in order to have you really, really successfully asking for help and feeling really supported in your life. Let's start with considering why is it so freaking uncomfortable to ask for help? In fact, I read this study one time, it was done out of, I don't know, I think it was Cornell University. Um, and there was a scientist, a social scientist, her name was Vanessa Bonds, and she did a lot of work on, or a lot of research and data collection on human behavior and the dread that it causes us to ask for help, but like in all seriousness. So she would bring people into these studies and she would give them sometimes simple tasks, sometimes random and outlandish tasks, not outlandish, but um, kind of like random tasks. And the people that were involved in the study, which were being paid, mind you, they were being paid to go out and do this. Um, they dreaded it like the feelings of what they reported to have to go out into the community or to go into a bus stop or to go into like a public library or to go into a store um and ask random strangers for help so they had to report like how they felt doing it and then like when they came back they also rated their scores and emotions and it was really surprising to find out what Vanessa found out or Vanessa like we're besties what this person or this researcher found out is that People left feeling like shit and like hated that they had to do this. And then they came back to report like all of their faith was restored in humanity. Like they were so pleasantly surprised. And the data suggests or the data found that um, previous to them going out, she would ask like, how likely do you think that strangers will help you with, you know, this activity? It was like, right, have a stranger help you out by writing the word pickle in the back of a library book with a pencil or something like that. So yeah, like so fucking random and I would be so embarrassed to do that too, but like you're getting paid and it's not that serious. Um, but the research suggests or the research found that people were 50 times more likely to help than people had initially thought. So let's just say this person goes out to ask, you know, a random stranger that if they could use their phone, but that was like another thing, just like a simple ask, can I use your phone? Um, and so before going out, they had to say, how many people do you think it would take for you to get a yes answer or for you to get yes to someone to help you? And people were underestimating, underestimating by 50%. And I thought that that was such an interesting 
um, statistic or a shocking statistic, not interesting, but a shocking statistic that we tend to underestimate people and how helpful people are are willing to be. Also, me personally reading this study underestimated how fulfilling and how amazing it can be to receive help from somebody, whether it is something as silly as writing the word pickle in the back of a library book or having someone let me use their cell phone or whatever it is. Like it feels so good to to know that other people are willing to like stop, listen and help more than we think that they ever would. So as human beings, we're all kind of wired to be helpful, right? So think about back, 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 back in the day, like hunter gatherers, like people lived in community, people lived in village, people were, we're like hardwired to be helpful. And part of this research also tells us that helping other people is one of the strongest sources of self-esteem. It's one of the strongest sources of life satisfaction, of reward. It's like one of the things that we do in our life that has such a big impact on our life fulfillment. And when we think or when we know that we're doing something that positively impacts somebody else, we love it. We love to do it. And myself included, I'm just thinking about like the work that I get to do with women. Like I fucking love what I get to do. I love helping. So why is it <laughs> when we're on the other side of the end or on the other side, why is it that we like think that other people won't help us? Or why do we dread asking for help? So if we know that when we're giving help, we love to give help, like we freaking love to give help. Why is it so hard for us to go ask and think that other people also don't love to give help? Isn't that such like a groundbreaking thought? Like we love to help. And when we need help, we think we have this assumption or we have this thought or this narrative in our head that we're a bother or that like there's no chance anybody's going to help us with this or better yet. We think or assume that other people know that we're struggling. So why aren't they helping us? Like we're kind of pissed about it, right? Well, first of all, we all know, we've heard a bajillion times that practice makes perfect. And in this case, yeah, that might be true, but also practice makes us more comfortable. So just like anything else, when we realize that like we're never going to die when we go to ask for help and that somebody actually wants to help us, we're like, oh my God, that wasn't so bad. That's like me when I go to give blood. Like I hate giving blood so bad. Like I cry, I'm like pathetic and I'm I just really empathetic. And then when I leave, I'm like wiping the tears from my face, like embarrassed. Like, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. That's the same as like when we go to ask for help. We think it's going to be the absolute worst thing. And then when we realize like the world didn't eat us and that like nobody's out to get us and that we survived and it's all good. We're like, okay, maybe we could do that again. But if we peel back even one layer, like if we think about the reasons why it feels so scary or it feels so uncomfortable or it feels so intimidating to go out and ask for help, is oftentimes if we really think about it, we think that we're being a burden. We think that other people are going to like us less if we ask for help. Or we think that people are just going to say no or they're just or they're going to ignore us or they're going to reject us or they're going to be mad at us for asking for help but what research shows us is that people actually hold people who ask for help in a higher regard than people who don't ask for help and suffer like on their own without asking for help I thought that that was fascinating so people that go out there and ask for help are held in a higher regard than people that are just out there in their world suffering on their own without asking for help 
And we fear that people are going to say no, like I said, a lot of the time and that research suggests that people are way more willing to help us when we go ahead and do the ask. And so I'm thinking about this in terms of like the marathon, like I'm raising money for um, a charity, for an organization, and I'm really struggling with the fundraising. And the reason why I'm struggling is because I'm in my own way and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. I don't know how much money people have or and I don't know if they're, they're probably just going to say no or they're going to ignore my text. But like, it's really me. Like I'm getting in my own way and I'm not asking for help. I'm being stubborn. <laughs> Sometimes we are so pride can just be very misguided sometimes and yeah being stubborn isn't great and it's not strong and asking for help and being connected to my power and just doing the things connecting with my support is not going to kill me in fact people will hold me in a higher regard if I go and ask for help and I'm going to link the fundraising link for the child advocacy center which is the foundation that I am running the Boston Marathon for and if you donate a mile or a dollar per mile, like anything that you do will help towards my $7,000 um, fundraising goal for um, before running the marathon on April 15th. So yeah, there's my ask. It would be really helpful. I'd really be really appreciative and your money will be going to an amazing cause. The Child Advocacy Center is a one-stop shop that supports children and families that have been survivors of sexual exploitation in a rape or sexual assault and they're just a one-stop shop where they can get everything met their medical needs and mental health needs met under one roof um, and they kind of help families navigate through like the legal system they do the same interviews there the people that work for the child advocacy center are I like to call them angels on earth and the work that they're doing is tremendous it is heavy it is hard and it is unfortunately it's very much needed so random little tangent but in the spirit of asking for help I'm I'm practicing what I preach here but now back to the episode I just took off on that but I felt like it was just a really good opportunity for me to ask for help for something that I'm something really impactful and powerful that I'm doing that I'm proud to do and yeah so back to the episode sometimes I feel like it's really helpful to have takeaways and I usually like to include in the episode things that you can actually practice in real life and it's helpful to have or be armed with some strategies to increase your chances of getting help in a successful way. And what I'm about to say next is going to come from a place of so much love. So if you are triggered by this, there is a reason and stick it out. I promise it'll be worth it. And there's something on the other side of this. If you are not getting the help and the support that you need, the odds are that it's kind of your fault. And again, said with so much love, but a lot of times we have a narrative or a story that we've created in our mind that's not true that we're like alone we're just alone in our struggles or sometimes we look at other women we're like that woman over there she has way more help she has way more support that's why she's doing way better than I am or that's why she's better off than me or we sometimes just expect other people to know that we're struggling like how could they not know or how could they not offer help don't they see that I'm struggling and it's kind of like we get annoyed that people aren't offering us help because we think that other people should know that we're struggling and just like anticipate our needs. But no one can ever anticipate an unspoken need. So with all that being said, here are four things that we can do starting right now or moving forward that can all get us the help that we need, even if it's just a little bit extra help. So number one, it kind of goes to what I was just saying. Sometimes we feel like our need for support is just so obvious to other people that it can feel a little uncomfortable 
asking for help. So we have this tendency not to be explicit and not to like explicitly ask someone. And we want people to just offer us the help because like we think in our mind, like how could they not know? How could they not see that I'm struggling? There's this whole concept called the illusion of transparency in the field of psychology, which just simply means like we all think, humans all think that our thoughts and how we feel and our needs should just be apparent to everybody else. Like people just should know what we're thinking. People should just anticipate a need. People should know how we're feeling because we're just wearing it out on our sleeves. And and the fact of the matter is, is like that's just bullshit because most of us are so just consumed and wrapped up with our own self and our own thoughts and our own feelings that it's not it's not really hard to miss what somebody else is going through because we're so wrapped up in our own shit. So the number one thing that you can do in order to increase your ability to get help successfully and to reduce that dread that we all feel about asking for help is when you need help, we have to ask for it explicitly. People might not know that you want help. People might not know that you're ready to receive help. People might think that you're doing all good. So think about being a mom, right? So just like looking at your husband being so fucking annoyed and are frustrated um, because we anticipate or we think that he should just know that I need help. He should just know, like, isn't it totally obvious? And um, this is a reminder on this podcast episode that it, no, it is not. And even though you think that you're being obvious about the help that you need by like being passive aggressive and like sighing or like making backhanded compliment or backhanded remarks rather, it's still not apparent. And if you want to be really successful in asking for help and having your needs met, you need to ask for help explicitly. Number two, when it's kind of, it's like number one A and one B. But the second part of this is sometimes people aren't ready. <laughs> sometimes people are not ready for help. And it's okay to let people know that like you're willing and available for help. Have you ever sat down with a friend, right? Uh, you go for coffee, you go for drinks, like whatever. And they're there talking about a, a struggle that they're having in a relationship or a struggle that they're having at work. And like you're there to be helpful. You want to be really helpful. So you're like offering suggestions and solutions and you're aligning with them and you're validating them. And like then you move on to be like, OK, this is what I think you should do next. And like if someone's not open and willing to receive your help, it's it's just kind of annoying to that other person. Like they don't want your help because they're not ready for it. But you have to make sure that the other person is ready to receive your help. So that's the second one. Make sure that the other person is ready to receive your help. Or if you are the person asking for help, make sure that you explicitly let somebody know that like, hey, I'm looking for help here. I'm looking for support here. So being able to clearly communicate that you're open and willing to accept help. Accept help, (laughs) not helped. I worked with teenagers for years. As you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, I worked at high school. I was a school counselor and trying to offer somebody trying to offer somebody help that just like that just wants to vent right so that there's like a whole like concept of being like oh I'm going to listen to you do you want what do you want from me how can I support you do you want me to just listen do you want to just vent are you looking for a solution are you looking to be feel validated right there's so many ways in which you can offer your help and support to other people just make sure like what you're doing is going to be helpful for them and that they're open and willing to receive your help because We all know that advice or suggestions that people aren't ready for or asking for just falls on deaf ears. And then you become annoyed because you're like, I'm always trying to help so-and-so and and they just like don't listen or they just want, don't want to. And 
I don't even want to help anymore, right? We've all had that experience like with a friend or a person we know or a colleague or what, what have you. But make sure if you're a person asking for the help that you're explicitly saying like, I'm open to help here. Like I'm open for suggestions. I'm open to receive anything you got, right? And if you're a person like offering help, make sure that they're willing and open to receive that. The third thing that you can do to increase your chances of getting help that you need and getting help successfully is being so freaking specific and direct. So let's use a work example. If you are at work and you have this huge project and the deadline is tomorrow and there's a couple of like things that need to be pulled from files, I don't know, I'm just like making up this fake work scenario, um, and you send an email to like 20 associates or 20 colleagues and you're like, hey guys, looking for a little support with this project. Can anybody help me pull files like A through Z? If there's 20 people on an email, I'm sorry, when I used to work at the school, I'm not, I'm not responding. I'm, I'm not. And that sounds maybe bitchy to say, but there's this whole like diffusion of responsibility, which means like if there's several people involved in the ask that I'm going to automatically assume or in my mind, I'm going to just like not respond because I'm going to be like, oh, someone else got it. Someone else has got it. But if I got an email that was sent directly to me, Caitlin Norwood, and was like, hey, I really need your help with this, Caitlin. Um, could you pull files like one, two, and three from A through Z? I'm working on this deadline and I'm like coming down to the wire. I could really use your help if you have like an extra hour today. Boom, done. Like enough said. I got you, girl. Like I'm there. But if you're asking for help and you're sending it out to so many people or you're putting the feelers out to so many people, you're casting a really wide net thinking that like, well, at least maybe some someone's going to answer. The chances are it's likely that no one is going to answer. Um, I used to work with a colleague that would ask, you know, there would be things going on at the school and I'd offer to ask for help. I'd work on something. I'd work on a project. Like I'd stop what I was doing for this project and then come to find out like the next time we were on a committee or a committee meeting that this person had asked like three other people to do the same thing. So it would start it would start to feel like annoying that I was being helpful or being asked to help with something, but like three or four or five other people were also working on the same thing. So it started to feel like, and it didn't start to feel like, it was an actual waste of my time. And it started to be, anytime a request came in, I would just ignore it because I already knew that that email probably went out to 10 other people and it was going to be a waste of my time. And I don't like to work like that. I don't like to live like that. I like to be helpful. As we learned at the beginning of this episode, we are hardwired to want to help because it's really fulfilling and we like being, it makes us feel happy and I like to feel happy. So this third one here is be so clear, so direct, and so specific to who you're asking for help and make sure you're, you're individualizing it because the chances are that you're going to get higher success from the person that you're asking for help from if you ask them directly. And I know it can be uncomfortable sometimes to ask directly for help, but your success rate is going to be much higher when you're being direct. And this could also be like 4B. This doesn't have to be another one. People want to give good help. For me, like for me, for example, I want to be great. If you're hiring me, if you're paying me money to be your therapist, your life coach, or both, I want to be freaking amazing. I want to be your biggest asset. And this is why I'll always get on a consult with somebody because if someone wants me to help them with, I don't know, their substance abuse issues, I'm not your girl. Like one, that's not my area of expertise. It's not something that I want to be working with somebody on. And there are so many professionals out there that that is their jam. That is their expertise. That is where they can offer 
the highest caliber of help. And it's not where I can offer the highest caliber of help. I want to make sure that what I do, what I offer, what I help with is going to benefit you in the highest of ways. And when it comes to asking for help, you want to be so direct and so specific, like I was just saying, but you also want to be clear in what you want and that the person knows, the person that you're asking for knows what you're asking for. And like, they want to make sure that they can be helpful in solving your problem. They want to make sure that they can be helpful in supporting you move from A to Z. And number four, or the last one, I lost count at this point, is always go back and acknowledge the help that you received and thank the person and let them know like how you benefited. So for example, let's run through this, the whole, the whole spiel, all of them together using like a husband or like a partner example. Um, let's just say that an effective way to ask for support in your home would be, would sound something like this. Like you'd go to your husband and you would say, um, I don't know, (laughs) something as simple as could you please, like, I know that I'm usually the person that's responsible for cooking dinner every single night, but I would really appreciate it if you could take over dinners on Thursday night because I get home from work late. And those are the nights that I have to like cart my kids around to the activities. And if you did that for me, if you took dinner off my plate for Thursday night, I would feel really supported during like the second shift craziness of, you know, getting home super late. I bet you they'd be like, okay, cool. So this is a specific example. You're asking for help explicitly. You're saying specifically what you're looking for, the reason why you're looking for it. And then you also include the impact that it's going to have on the rest of your night or your life or whatever it is. But in this case, it's like, this would really help me because blah, 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 blah. And I bet you they'd be like, okay, perfect. And here's what I can also guarantee. If you, okay, well, one, if your husband is like, no, I can't do that, then like that's a deeper conversation or that's a different conversation about like how to even off things in the marriage or how to like balance things if you're feeling overwhelmed and maybe he's going to like kick in a little bit more or if he's feeling really overwhelmed and you need to kick in a little bit more like that's about a deeper conversation about like partnership and um, sometimes you have to step in at the 90% when they're at 10 and vice versa. However, this is just like a baseline conversation but I can guarantee you one thing. If you come home to your husband or to your partner or whoever and you say something like, um, could you do a little bit more around here? I, I need you to do a little bit more around here. Like, isn't it so obvious? I'm so overwhelmed, blah, 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 or whatever. And, or even worse, like maybe you don't say anything at all. And like, you're walking around like sighing during making dinner every single night. And you're like slamming around the chicken and like cutting all really hard or like whatever. And like, you're just making passive aggressive comments or like you don't say anything at all. I can guarantee you that nothing changes like nothing changes the help that you are really seeking or the help that you are hoping for is never going to happen because you are not asking for it and if you just say something like well isn't it obvious it goes without saying like isn't it obvious I'm stressed out I do dinner all the time I get home at seven o'clock isn't it so obvious that I'm stressed out like shouldn't he know better is like another thing I hear (laughs) all the time shouldn't he know better no He doesn't. They don't know unless we explicitly ask for help. And like the whole part about it being specific as to like what your ask is, is so crucial and so important because if you're like, hey, I just need you to help out around the house a little bit more, like they can 
fold all the blankets in the living room every morning or, you know, fold the towels. And like, they could think they're killing it. They're like, I'm, I'm helping. I'm doing a great job. I'm doing great around here. But if you're in your head, the help that you really needed was dinner cooked on Thursday night, your needs aren't being met. And your husband thinks or your partner thinks that they're doing an amazing job. And meanwhile, you're like, they suck. And I, and I hate them. And you're pissed. So you're not being specific and you're not asking for what your need, what your needs are and your expectations are going to not be met and you're going to be pissed and annoyed and like so nobody wins and this can become a pattern like we can get so used to not asking for help and that becomes a pattern that's just like a whole nother piece because it's a habit it's a habit to in order to ask for help therefore just like any other habit it it can kind of be difficult and you want to replace the the habit that's not supporting you with something that's a more supportive habit. So this is kind of my trade right now of being able to hear my alarm system going off in my in my nervous system and in my body and be able to ask for help before my alarm's like alert like we're going to freak out or we're burning out or whatever and being able to like hit that code, ask for help from whoever that is could be from my daughters, could be from my partner, could be from my dad, could be from my coach, could be from like literally whoever I need help from. I need to know what it feels like in my body when that alarm is going to be going off, that it's going to be like a 911 situation or an emergency, that my whole goal or what I'm working on, I told you that I was going to share at the beginning of this episode, what I'm currently working on is being able to ask for help prior to me freaking out. Prior to me being overwhelmed, burnt out, exhausted, frustrated, resentful, prior to all those feelings, I'm working on asking for help before that. Because when we get to those points, like the frustration, the resentment, the burnout, the overwhelm, all of those feelings, and then we have to ask for help, the ask is much different and it becomes much more challenging, right? It's that habit that we need to practice, asking for help, being more proactive, being more preventative, being more onto ourselves and in touch and aware of what our body feels like and how we're feeling and asking for support in the moments. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, pride and not asking could be very misguided and in dangerous ways as well. So being stubborn isn't cool, Not asking for help or being independent isn't cool. It's not going to get you what you need. It's not going to push you along further. Being misindependent isn't it. What's in, what's it right now, ladies, is asking for the help that you need. And like I said, it's the people that are really tied into. It's okay to ask for help. And the people that are really the strongest and have the best and highest self-concept and women that like live in their power those are the people that are going around and are very connected to who supports them and how to ask for the support that they need. Like you don't have to be doing the worst. You don't have to be in dire need of help before you ask for help. You could just want things to be a tad bit easier. That's it. Like you could just want things to feel a little easier. And if you're somebody that doesn't want things to feel easier, like, can I just ask you, what are we trying to prove? Like, there's no need to be a hero. There's always, and there are plenty of people that are out there in the world that are dying to help you, that are open and willing to help you, that want to help you, that want to support you, and that want to see you win. And I am one of those people that want to see you win, that wants to help, and that wants to support. And if you were somebody that's listening to this and you're considering reaching out or you're considered working with somebody to help you 
be able to ask for help, I'm already clapping for you. Like I'm already cheering you on and find your support. And if it's not me, find somebody that is your person and get the help you need. Because like I said, things don't need to be crashing around you in order for you to ask for help. You could just want it to feel a little bit easier. You could just want to feel a little bit more supported. And if that is you, send me a message, send me a DM and we'll chat about getting started. That is a wrap for today's episode and I want to hear, I want to hear all about how you reach out to somebody that asks for help, that asks for support and I want to know how you benefited. So get in the DMs. I love having conversations with you all. Good mother.